If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona small ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, November 28th. Reyes is here with me as always, and we've got a great episode in store for you guys. Before we get into our episode, I just want to remind you, if you're not subscribed to the show, if you're not following the show, make sure you go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever platform you listen to, hit that follow, hit that subscribe button, and then while you're there, leave us a review. You know, we've got over 100 ratings, and, and we really appreciate all those ratings, but if you haven't listened, or if, you, if you've been listening to the show and you haven't rated it, Go write us a review because that just, just helps our show so much. Like I said, Reyes is here with me as always. For today's episode, we're going to recap our games from last week, obviously. And what we're going to do in our in our second half of our episode is we're going to preview our games and our top matchups for this upcoming week. You remember last week was Thanksgiving week. There was a lot of great tournaments, and there was a lot of great teams playing in those tournaments. Small schools all against each other or small schools playing against bigger schools. We're going to recap those things on our Patreon this week that's coming out this Wednesday. So just so you know where you can find that content, those games are kind of harder to watch. So we're putting together all of all the information that we can about those games. We're releasing that on our Patreon this Wednesday. Reyes, you ready to preview or at least recap some games from last week? I'm ready to recap our matchups of the week. And like I said, uh, for that bonus content, that tournament week, there was a lot of tournaments. I think there was like seven tournaments just for this weekend or that past weekend. And there's a lot of teams to cover. A lot, so like of great I said, teams. a lot of great teams, a lot of great basketball is being played. So like I said, if you want to check that out, please go to the Patreon, go on the Arizona small ball, go to the link in the bio, click on it. And like I said, enlist in the army. And we want you. If you guys aren't a member of the small ball army, you don't understand the different intro that we have there. It's awesome. But when you hear it, it'll make you laugh. I promise. It's and we're going to do some terrific. fun things in the Patreon where you can only get it there. Okay, so let, let me start with this, Reyes, before we get into like recapping some games. There was a lot of action in that first week, in the second week, you know, and that was a lot of fun. This is a hot seat question, kind of. Not really a hot seat question. Maybe it is. It depends on what kind of mood you're in. Tell me a team that stock is rising for you because of everything we saw this past week. So a couple of teams I also wanted to mention, too, was Fallon Hills. I feel like their stock is rising pretty it's well. Going through the roof right now. Man, I mean. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Let's just, I mean, well, obviously, for those of you that are listening, you'll hear more about it on our Patreon. So please, if you haven't already, subscribe, get on the Patreon. You'll know what we're going to be talking about. But I'm just going to say this in a general broad thing. Fallon Hills is a team to beat. Man, they had a great week. Yeah, I mean, can. I mean, we and we can just say this too. I mean, because this is the team for me that I think their stock is rising like crazy. They beat your number one, and I'm sorry, they didn't just beat your number hey, one. Hey, 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 hey! I'm just saying we can we can finish this later. Okay, they handled your number one. They, they handled my number business. three. They yep. took care of business. They looked really good. They got some great playing. They got some great shooting, and I mean, Fountain Hill stock for me is going through the roof right now. They're better. They're performing better than how I anticipated them to perform. I agree. Hashtag I agree. So, I mean, shout out to Coach Bonner. Like I said, we'll, 
That's for more, always. Yeah, for more, I know. Just always. Just to God. Just continue to <laughs> praise him, man. I, I hope his head doesn't get too big because last season, if you remember, we just talked about him nonstop. Mm-hmm. It might be the same thing this year. Like <laughs> it say, might be the same. It might be the same, but this time it's going to be on Patreon. So, yeah. like I said, if you haven't already, join the Army list. Yeah, so we're, we're going to break down, like, again, all the tournament play, all the tournament games, we're recapping those on our Patreon, but – we have to mention the fact that Fountain Hill stock is just shooting through the roof right now. I really love it. They had a really great, uh, they had a really great week in the Thanksgiving week tournament. Week two was good for them. Week two was great for them. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Santan Charter is one of them. Clearly, right? Yeah, I mean, they clearly, had, they had the best week of anybody this week. They had a pretty good week as far as games that count. And we, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. So we're just going off based off just the matchup, like obviously because tournaments don't really go against PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they'll go. I mean, they'll count for us in our rankings if small ball teams play against each other. But like I said, you want that content? Go to the Patreon. Sure. So we're just talking about just now. Uh, Santan's rising for me, and even Trivium Prep. I was pretty impressed from what we saw, even you know in the weekend. So like I said, we'll kind of cover that. But yeah, mm. those are my two teams. Yeah, I, I agree with you on those two teams. Another team that that we got to see was Leading Edge, which I thought was cool. Mm. But so so we'll talk about that. Let's actually start with that. That's a good okay? one. Yes. So we'll start with Leading Edge versus ALA West Foothills. They get a huge win, eighty to thirty four over ALA West Foothills. And when I watched Leading Edge, the thing with them that I really noticed is they're kind of similar to what I expected them to be. Mm. If you remember, we talked about them having really balanced scoring. They return some experience. They've got some really great players there. And, and that was really what you saw. They've got some good guards and, and stuff. What I was really surprised about with leading edge was actually their pressure. They put a lot of really great pre- pressure on the ball. Now that I think of it, I think almost every single game that I watched this week, there was a team that was running a full co- a full court 2-2-1 press. And leading edge was one of them. They really did a great job with ball pressure and with just active hands and being all over the place against ALA West Foothills. ALA West Foothills, really good team that's really working hard, but they're still looking to find their identity in in themselves and in what they're running and things like that. But leading guys did a great job here. And if you remember, we talked about like four or five kids that were very balanced scoring-wise. A kid that I really want to point out is number 11, Morrow. He's averaging 23 points a game right now. 23 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. And, uh, I mean, he, he's just – he's doing really good. He's playing with a lot of confidence, especially from that game that I saw against ALA West Foothills. And, I mean, we also saw Leading Edge compete really well against Highland in that first game. Where do you feel like – what does that mean for Leading Edge, you know? Like, they compete really good against Highland, better than what we thought, and then they take care of ALA West Foothills, a physical 3A squad, you know? So, I think with this and with that, like I said, I don't think it necessarily – them beating West Foothills, I don't really – put too much talk into that because I think West Foothills right now, they just need to figure some things out. Sure. They're young and everything like that. They're just kind of a new team. So we'll obviously keep following them. Uh, for leading edge, though, they keep doing it. Like I said, they competed very well against Highland Prep. Mm. I I think I don't forget where we had them at leading edge. I think we, had, we had about nine. <clears throat> I can see them rising. I wouldn't be surprised coming this next week who they play. Um I think their stock's going to keep rising, especially. I love the pressure. I love what the guards, guards are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really well-coached team, honestly, man. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, and it, it's almost like a replay of what was going on last year for them, but everybody's increased just a little bit, right? So Francisco's averaging 10 points per game. Uh, other Francisco's averaging 9 points per game. Bynum is averaging 15 points a game. Patrick is averaging 9 points a game. Uh, let's see. There's one other that I wanted to point out. Oh, okay. Uh, Richards, number 34. So this kid, he's only averaging six points per game. He plays in their big spot. He has got seven rebounds per game. The kid's a stud though. He was really active on the boards and he was really giving ALA West foothills a lot of, a lot of issues. So I really like leading edge moving forward. I definitely liked them in this game uh, they face off against madison highland prep next which i think they're going to get the the w on that one because i watched them play the other night and then they go to phoenix christian after that uh, that's at home and that's going to be a really good test for them to kind of see where they're at you know they competed against the top level team in the 2a and highland prep let's see what they can do against phoenix christian because you know what kind of week they had in the thanksgiving tournament i mean they did awesome there so so yeah that, that's the first game they're leading edge versus west foothills and uh, they took care of business 80 to 34 
last week. Let's move on to Cicero prep and Tempe prep. We were right about this one, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I wish we had the stats. I'm assuming Yurkowski had a pretty good game. Mm. Uh, obviously, they had some pretty good guards as well. Um, God, I wish I remember the names. I hate that I'm forgetting the names right now, but we called it right, so can't hate us on that. Um, Cicero prep seemed like they had a pretty balanced scoring overall. Um I don't think it was necessarily too much for Tempe prep. Obviously, we can't judge because Tempe prep's in the two-way and then Cicero's in the one-way, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, they are. So my question to you is for the hot seat, was moving to the two-way right for Tempe prep? Well, I mean, we don't know why they moved to the two-way. It could have... Well, not necessarily. We don't care. I don't care why, Mm -hmm. but they just lost to a one-way team. This is one of the best one-way teams, though. That we have, Sure. But, I mean, compared to, like, a St. David. Yeah, no, I, I think I get what you're asking. It, it probably would have made, just looking at this, it probably would have made sense if they were still in the 1A. You know, mm-hmm. they could probably compete better. But, I mean, I don't know. Is this an overreaction? Is, is Tempe Prep not ready for the 2A? No, I don't think it's that they're not ready for the 2A. I don't think they're ready to be competitors yet, if, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. That's fair. Because what we talked about is they did lose a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Dang, you good? You got that stuff in your throat, huh? Yeah, I'm good, man. Don't worry. I'm fine, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, I, this is kind of what we said. You know, Tempe Prep lost some people. And, you know, Cicero Prep is is retaining a lot of players. And they came back with a vengeance ready to go. I mean, if you're thinking about Cicero Prep, I mean, their trio of guards and Alway and um, Yurkowski. And then I the- think it's in Meller. Oh, I mean, Meller, yeah, there you go, yes. with, with those three, I mean, they've got to be feeling pretty good about themselves getting revenge against Tempe Prep, who beat them last year four times. So that was a great game for them. Our last two games were ones that were very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I shouldn't say one of them was very exciting. Uh, the other one wasn't as exciting. Uh, let's talk Trivium Prep and Scottsdale Prep. We both got to sit down and watch this game fully. Uh, give me your thoughts. What What did Trivium do really well in this game, and what can we kind of expect for them moving forward? So this is what I felt like. Uh, I felt like ca- uh, Trivium Prep capitalized on Scottsdale's turnovers. Um, the relentless pressure was key, I think, for them. And obviously, they were all over the place. And a detriment to Scottsdale. I mean, they were all over the place. Uh, Scottsdale tried running a one-three-one, and I felt like you know Trivium actually ran some really good offense against the zone. They were actually able to score in the paint, which I really enjoyed. They didn't shoot the ball fairly well. I mean, I think one number one. I forgot his name. It's one of their key players. Um, he shot, he did all right. He played pretty well. Didn't shoot, didn't shoot as great as I probably wished he would have, but overall they just continued to build up the lead and they continue to, you know, capitalize on those mistakes. Scottsdale prep going to that two, three with the trash was really great. Scottsdale struggled against it. And overall, Trivian just did a really great job just creating second chance opportunities with rebounding. And like I said, Scottsdale just overall just had a really hard time just dealing with that pressure. Trivian prep was all over the place. So, I mean, that's a huge shout-out for Coach Randall for really keeping that relentless for the whole, you know, for the four quarters. It was amazing to see. I liked it. The thing that was most impressive to me was the motor that they were all playing with. Yes. You know, they definitely came out with something to prove, very confident. And, you know, Coach Randall's a very confident guy, and I think that that spills over into their squad. And and I really liked that a lot. I thought that they shot the ball ball pretty well. I mean, they were able to knock some shots down against it. Maybe I'm, I'm mixing games here. But, no, you, you know, I'm probably mixing games. Yeah, I'm mixing game. It was from the other game that okay. we're going to be talking about soon. So, yeah, and I mean, the other thing, too, is that in Trivium, I really like Bruggerman. Uh, I, I thought he looked very improved from last year. He looked like he was attacking a lot more confident. He's got that little pull-up jumper, which is nice. And they just have a lot of a lot of options, a lot of pieces. And when you play with a motor like that and your defensive intensity is so high – I mean, you're going to create opportunities for yourself. And I know that they competed really good against Millennium, which is super cool. And their first game in that Thanksgiving tournament, which is super cool for them. Uh, the, the score doesn't match the competitiveness of that game. But, you know, that that's just kind of where they're at. Their next game is going to be this week against Odyssey Institute. And I'm, I'm really interested to see Trivium against Odyssey Institute. We're going to get into this when we preview some games. But I think you know who I got winning that game. Uh, but I really like Trivium moving forward. Here's a question for you, Riz, because mm-hmm. Coach Randall put us on the spot talking about the number eight, you know, it was a little too low. Seeing them, would you have ranked them any different? No. I'm okay. It's, it's, 
the team that they played, I, I gotta see a little bit more. So for the next matchup, I gotta see a little bit. I gotta see a little bit more against a more suited mm-hmm. team. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, I would have put them a little bit higher. I give them six. Yeah, I, I would have put them a little bit higher. I just want to say that because I mean, looking at all the other two A teams that I have seen, they look just a little bit better than some of those other ones. So no, I, I, really I, agree. I totally agree with you. I think they match up really well. They actually have pretty good size. They're pretty lengthy. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not mad about that at all. I just got to see a little bit more. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see them competing. And, you know, it was fun to to kind of follow them in the Thanksgiving tournament. It'll fun, be fun to see them play against Pima, to play against Phoenix Christian, to play against PCD, uh, ALA, Mojave. You know, they got some really good games on the schedule. So big first win and a big congrats to Coach Randall. That's his first win as a head coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. Congrats, Coach go. Randall. That's Undefeated awesome. as a head coach. Uh, that's, that's pretty nice. That's so. pretty awesome stuff, honestly. Okay, let's move on to, I mean, in my opinion, the game of the week last week, as far as PowerPoint games are concerned. Santan Charter versus Highland Prep. Woo! This was a game, you know, and um, just super, super exciting, really up and down basketball. In my opinion, I thought the game was was pretty sloppy on both ends. It was a lot of running around and just kind of hectic, chaotic play. But it seemed like it kind of benefited Santan Charter a little bit more than than Highland Prep. But Santan Charter did some really great things in this game. Reyes, what what are your overall thoughts about this game? Santan Charter gets the win, 56-66. Santan Charter in surprise in the Honey Badger's Den. What does this mean for Santan Charter moving forward? Their stock rises, obviously. Like it shoots through the roof. But we're not surprised that they won. Even though I think last episode we did talk about how Highland Prep could win or should win. We picked Highland Prep to win. I think we picked them to win, if I'm not mistaken. Remember what we said in the opening episode? We said that if there's any of these teams that could actually make some noise and compete with those higher-level teams. Santan Charter. I literally said, Santan Charter, I wouldn't be shocked if they're sitting in the Final Four. And here they beat our number three squad here earlier on in the season. So that's going to shake up some rankings, obviously, whatnot. You know, we're going to have to move some places for our, um, you know, Small ball rankings. Stay tuned for that. Um, I just love this game. Like I said, it was fairly sloppy, though, for the most part. But I mm-hmm. think Santan Jarder did a really great job staying with the full court pressure throughout the whole game. They first a lot, they forced a lot of turnovers. Both a teams, lot. Both of them. But I think if you tallied it, I think Santan probably forced a little bit more. Sure, yeah. They were able to slow it down at times. And when they did, I felt like they were able to get what they wanted. Mm. Start selection wasn't great, but I felt like compared to Highland Prep, I felt like they got the shots that they did want. Um, and I felt one key thing that's kind of really slept on was I feel like Santan Charter was able to rebound and get a lot of second chance opportunities compared to Highland Prep, who I felt was probably maybe even more athletic. That's what stuck out to me. You think they're more athletic than Santan Charter, you think? I think Presley eBay gives them a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure when you watch that game, he does give them a his lot. His timing was great. And I said he had, they also had a couple other kids, but I mean Santana Charter did have a lot of athletic kids too as well. But I'm just mm-hmm. very surprised that they out rebounded Highland Prep. To be honest yeah. with you, um, that was something that stuck out to me too. I thought that Santan Charter was able to to rebound the ball pretty well, whether it was on the defensive end or on the offensive end. And they, they were active, of, and they got a lot of points in the paint, which I think which I think hurt Highland Prep. Um, what I noticed about Highland Prep, obviously, you know, they're long, they're athletic, they play super fast in the gaps. Um, they did have opportunities. I feel like they could have took the win. But I feel like down the stretch is when the poor decision making happened. Yeah. And their shot selection down the stretch it just wasn't great. Yeah. I just wish they probably would have slowed things down, maybe get into a set. Um, obviously they didn't. And like I said, you know, Santana was able to capitalize and they went to the free throw line. And then obviously, you know, free, throw, some good free, throw free throws win games, and you know, Santan Charter down the stretch didn't miss. So overall, I mean, both played super hard, you know, both forced a ton of turnovers. And like I said, Santan Charter just won on the board and it showed us that they belonged and they are such a serious contender. Mm-hmm. So I was curious though. I'm kind of what do you think about this? I don't I wish someone would have dropped into a zone because they both weren't shooting it super great. Right. Just to give a different look. I'm curious how I'm curious if Highland Prep would have dropped back into a zone or if Santan, like how would that affect the game? Would it have affected it at all? Just to kind of see who can slow it down and kind of mm-hmm. put in some sets or, you know, just run something a little bit. Yeah, no, I, that that's definitely something that they're probably both think about moving forward, you know, because I don't know, both teams really try to, to dribble drive, you know, really get into the paint. But what Santan Charter excels at 
is really, really doing a great job of on-ball defense. I mean, their their on-ball defense was stellar. They're super both, handsy. Both teams are. Both teams, but I, I thought Santan Charter was able to disrupt Highland Prep a little bit more. I feel like they Full did, court and half court. I feel like they really, and especially in the half court, I feel like Santan Charter's guards really did a good job disrupting mm-hmm. Highland Prep's guards. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. So, okay, let me say this because this is kind of funny. Uh, shout outs to uh, I think it's Bonner. Uh, yeah, Ky- Kylan. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's Kyrona. Ky- oh, I forgot her name. But you know, shout out to you for live streaming the game. Yeah, I got you. I got you right here. I'm gonna find it. This is important. Okay, Kyrona Roanhorse. Okay, and uh, <laughs> she, she. So live streams all the games. Uh, I. Kylan Bonner, I'm pretty sure is her son. I'm imagining. If I get that wrong, I'm really sorry. But that's just kind of what I picked up from everything. And uh, Kylan Bonner goes off for 30 points in this game. Uh, so big shout outs to for the live streaming for us to be able to watch this thing and just always stay hooked up with Santan Charter because of this stuff. Santan Charter fans are a little crazy, though. Can I just say that? Did you hear all the stuff? That- <laughs> they, they, they got a little active. Let's just say that. I love it, man. You know what's funny is they're they, they say a lot of things that you're thinking but most people don't say oh they let it fly yeah they just let it fly they it, just it totally funny. let it fly it was super hilarious I don't know if you saw like at the very beginning of the game it even started you know the ref told one of the kids to tuck their shirt in and then one of the parents said let the boys play ref and the ref turned around and just stared him down i was like oh here we go so that was always fun you know they keep it active and, and pretty entertaining but this was a great game man and i'm i'm really excited for kylan bonner your sophomore season starts off with a bang. 30 know? bomb. And let me tell you this. I mean, we've seen him play in the summer. I didn't even think he played that great. And he got 30. You know, I mean, I think he has what I mean by that is I think he has the potential to make more shots and do even better than how he did. So mm. I'm really excited for what this means for him moving forward. Okay. And I think that we should also just mention this about this Highland prep team that was playing against Santan Charter. They were missing like three of their kids, two guards, and then their big who they sprained. He sprained his ankle, I think, the night before, so he was limited. Doesn't take anything away from Santan Charter's win. They still looked tough, and they did a lot of really great things in this game. But I do think that's important to note because as we look into how Highland Prep performed after this game in the Thanksgiving tournament, we're going to see when we, when they're at their full squad, when they're at their full strength, I mean, it, it kind of helps them a little bit. So that doesn't take anything away from this one, but I do think that we should mention that. Santan Charter still did a lot of really great things here. I'm really excited to see these teams because I did notice something this week that was very glaring compared to like a Rancho is very few sets. Yes. And it was a lot more free play, you know, a lot of flow, which is cool. That's great. But I'm really interested to see what some of these teams have in their bag. I think, as you say, in their coach's toolkit or whatever, I'm really (laughs) excited to see what they got in their bag, because when you play against teams that can really stop the dribble drive, that that's where you start to you need to be able to attack them from different angles. So I'm I'm really excited about that. But yeah, for me, Santan Charter stock is just shooting through the roof right now. It's super cool. And I'm excited for them and just what this means for them and for their squad. And yeah, man, they're they're probably living life right now. And let me see who they got next coming up on their schedule because that's a huge win with Highland Prep. Super huge win. But I mean, it's their season. That's their first game of the season, you know. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see who they got coming up. So Highland Prep, their next one is against uh, Williamsfield. And then they play Marana, Tucson High Magnet School. Uh, I think they're playing that. That's in this. That was their, I'm sorry. Those were their games that they played this past week in their tournament. Um, oh, oh. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, we're going to see what they're made of. I, I don't don't talk about it because I know what game you're talking about. We're gonna, save you know it. what? No, no, yeah, we're gonna save, save it. it. We gotta Can save I... it. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay, save it. Please so, save it. So, so these are the games that uh, we really wanted to highlight uh, from this past week that really stood out to us. It was great playing, and, and I, you know, just was great to see Arizona small ball back in swing. We're gonna come up with our next segment here, where we're gonna really preview some awesome games to watch out for this week, because y'all, there's some great games coming up this week. But first, check this out. 
Tis the season for some self-care. Our friends over at Manscaped are here to clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephant, Manscaped products are on top of every wish list. Ladies, you looking for a solid gift for your man? Well, guess what? Look no further. Manscaped is offering 20% off plus free shipping. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com and use our code AZSmallBall. Again, that is AZSmallBall. Fellas, remember, taking care of your basketballs are important, so do not neglect your balls. So go on, head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code, and go get right. Okay, so let's talk about some games that you guys need to be on the lookout for this week. And this is this is very special. This segment is 100% in Reyes's hands right now. He has picked our games of the week. I don't even know who's playing this week. So, Reyes, who you got? Let's start with Monday, big dog. Oh, I didn't even do like, the games of the week. Oh, okay. Well, geez. I had to narrow it down. Um, no, no. Just what do you got? Off the cuff? No. What do you got on your what phone? I, I see it right there. What well, dude, I got a lot of names. Let's just say that. Go All right, ahead. Chill Go out, dude. It. So, Monday, we have Marenzi versus St. David. Oh, I think that's a pretty good matchup. I think St. David actually wins. Um, oh, yeah, I think they handle their business against Marenzi. I think they, I think Marenzi's obviously you know a very good QA team. Um, top, probably you know top twenty four for sure. I like what St. David does. We have him highly ranked, obviously in the one A. Um, mm-hmm. I think they handle their business against Marenzi. Let's just go ahead and say I hope I'm right. Last week we were wrong a lot. We were wrong a lot. So this week I'm trying to bounce back a little bit. So we'll go with that. I'm going with St. David. Yeah, Marenzi is uh they lost their opener against San Carlos 55 to yes. 74. Makes me curious what San Carlos got going on over there. Mm-hmm. But before we get even get into that, my next matchup oh, for, oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait one oh, second. Oh, oh. Hold on, I'm, I'm just looking at this. What I'm excited about what are you excited? is are you we're excited? actually gonna see a lot of top teams in action for the first time. Like St. David, this is their first game. So I'm really oh, excited about that. Okay, yeah, you could have just I just wanted to say that. That's I'm glad cool. you said that. Yeah. And I bet you there's going to be some other teams that are playing this week too. Are we going to see a Scottsdale Christian sighting this week? I did not <laughs> find any that no. it was very. Oh, that you were excited about. I wasn't excited for foaming. But they play this week, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say they got to play at some point. Yeah, they play a couple of teams, but sure. Anyways, okay. and then my second, I think you'll like this one that I found was very a perennial this matchup. Is, this is still Monday. This is still Monday. Okay. There's only, I only have two matchups for Monday. Okay. Salome. My fighting frog. Versus my fighting dog. North Valley. Ooh. Dang, that's a good Ooh, one. I don't like that oof you just gave. That's a good Do one. Do you have confidence in your fighting frogs? Are you going to jump win them oh, when man. they say they jump? Listen, the, my fighting frogs say jump, and I say how high, honestly. I'm riding with Salome in this game, dude. And it's at Salome. The North Valley's got to deal with that band. I'm pumped about this game. Yeah, I got Salome winning this one. And I say it is. Why not go with the home squad? Go Bur- with the on a burrito? They're rolling another burrito. You feeling pretty lucky you wanted you won once. I mean, Salome's never steered me wrong with the burrito. Let's do it. Burrito. All right, burrito. We only got to shake We did. We only got man of our word, right? Man of our word. So North Valley Christian plays against Salome at Salome High School, 7 p.m. tonight. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be exciting. We're going to get to see our number one ranked team in the 1A in action, you know. So I'm, I'm And Salome is in it. your top 10 and my top 10. Well, they and they've risen too, but that's coming out on Wednesday, right? They've risen in their stock or whatever because they're they're playing really good right now and they've had a great season opener. I'm excited to see Cameron Rice. I'm excited to see Austin Kramer from North Valley Christian. You know, uh, when I think about uh, Cameron Rice, I mean six seven junior. You know, I mean they've got some size, and then Austin Kramer six three junior. He was on that championship team three years ago when right. they won it all and now yep. he's a he's a seasoned junior so they are just loaded and they only have three seniors on the team so do they have enough to withstand the fighting frog frenzy you know i'm gonna be honest right now i don't know yeah i gotta see it you know i gotta see it but i am what are uh, some key what are these what are some keys for salome to possibly win against a North Valley. What do you have to do, do you in your eyes so he, here's the key for salome okay so my my frogs i know you're listening to this right it, you got to have something else to go to other than just dribble drive and and beating people off the bounce. You guys got to have some good sets ready to go. Uh, you got to be able to defend. You also got to be able to defend in the half court because North Valley Christian is going to be able to handle some full court pressure a little bit better than, than Wickenburg, you know, a lot better than Wickenburg. 
So I'm excited for what this means for Salome because they're going to be put in situations where they have to defend in a half court situation. You know, they just have to, and they have to run some good stuff to get some quality shots here. So now with that being said, Salome, they're freaking dogs and they didn't have Fito Calder. Oh, they're not even dogs. They're frogs. They're, fro- they're frogs. They're frogs. They're fighting frogs. I know. They'll fight so, you for that. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I think that's a key to the game. All those things. I, I do think if I'm being honest right now, North Valley Christian has the upper hand. I'm just, I'm going with my heart right here. You know, my fighting frogs. Coach your heart. I love that. You know what I mean? Go with my heart. So that's enough for today. Going on to tomorrow, Tuesday, I have a lot of games that I really love. And I'm going to go ahead and talk, talk about them. We'll kind of just, you know, chime in when you go feel. Man, this is a crazy one. As we were just talking about. 3A, 2A, 1A. Both. Okay. Both two. There's two divisions playing against each other. Okay. Thatcher in the three A mm-hmm. versus Santan Charter, Man, that's which I be believe we have ranked number four versus number five in both respected conferences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This matchup, I re- I really like. I really do. I think it's a really great matchup between these two teams. It obviously obviously benefits Santan Charter if they are able to pull off the win against Thatcher. I think Santan Charter has her hands full. You know. Who do you have in this one? I'm gonna go with Thatcher. Okay. And not even just because it was a three and a two. I think Santan Charter competes with anybody, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that. I like what the Vasher has going on. I like their guard play. I think they're a little bit more patient mm-hmm. against Santan Charter. And is this at Santan Charter or Thatcher? Because this is at Santan Charter High School. So then there's no shot clock. That's true. There's no shot clock in this game, which could benefit Thatcher because from what we saw from Santan Charter, very up tempo, mm-hmm. very push to patient transition, very chaotic, and maybe they'll be able to control this game. But Thatcher, you know, what I mean, they'll be able to handle the pressure a lot better. They'll be able to shoot the ball a lot better. They have a lot of great sets against the pressure. If Santan Charter drops back into his zone, they have a pretty good, they have pretty good size against Santan Charter. I just like Thatcher overall. Um, who do you got in this game? So I think that's the biggest thing I'm thinking about right mm-hmm. now is their size advantage. And here's the thing, Thatcher doesn't just have size. They know how to use it, you know. And, and yeah, that's the thing. I'm glad that you said that. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, teams, there's, I mean, there's, there's some teams that just have a 6'6 kid that, that's just there, but mm. they don't know how to use them. Thatcher knows how to use their size. Yeah. I think their coaches can put Thatcher in a really great position in a lot of great sets. And, and I'm not even talking about sets necessarily. When I think about Thatcher, like their kids, and not even just their bigs, but their guards. They're gritty. They're gritty and they're going to crash the boards hard. You know, they're physical. And I mean, Santan Charter is extremely scrappy. And they, I know that they have the ability to be physical. But I, I think here's how, here's how I view this game for Santan Charter. I think it's going to be a great game for Santan Charter. I have Thatcher winning against Santan Charter. I think I, it's like a 10-point game or something like that. I don't... And that's, that's a huge compliment, by the way, because Thatcher is... An awesome squad. I can't. Has Santan Charter played Thatcher a whole lot over the years? Uh, not that I can remember. No. You you can talk. I'm going to look really quick. Yeah. So because of that, I just think that Santan Charter. Some of the keys that they need to win every 50-50 ball if they can. They have to. They yeah. got to win every 50-50 ball, and they got to box like what they did against Highland Prep. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really great job on the boards, but like I said, Thatcher crashes all five. Right. They're going for it. They want that ball. Um. I mean, when you think about this game, it's got to be a key, right? Rebounding. That's going to be a huge key to this game. Because if Santan Charter can get stops and get rebounds and then get out into transition, it's huge. But if Thatcher's able to get offensive rebounds and just kind of put up, it's going to be really, really bad for Santan And defending for long stints at a time. Sure. We didn't see Santan Charter really defend a lot because of Highland Prep's up-tempo. It was very quick. Yeah, you're right. Very quick, probably like five to ten second uh, possessions. Thatcher's going to run the ball. They'll run an offense for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you're able to defend for a perfect 30, like what we like to call it, mm-hmm. um, you're pretty in a good spot. But if you can't do that consistently, I think Thatcher's going to like, you know, do a lot of back doors, use their size against them. And like I said, that physicality, man, it wears on you. Right. It wears on your players. We don't know what Santan Charter's bench really looks like. How is Thatcher going to guard Kylan Bonner now that they know he made noise? I'm hoping that I'm hoping for a big game for him. Right. Um, I think that's going to be a really fun match between Napier and um, Bonner. I like that. 
Yeah, so in the last three years, Santan Charter has not played Thatcher. So I think this is a great game to help toughen them up and to just kind of see what they're made of coming out into that stuff. So that, that's agree. really good. That's cool. That's a good one. So you have Thatcher, I have Thatcher. Yeah, that's a great that's a great pick for a game, buddy. Okay, ready for this next one? I have about a, I have a lot. So I guess I'm sorry, but we're gonna go through all of them because we have to. Go ahead, go for it. Holbrook versus Chinley. Oh man, that is a good one. That's a good one. I like that. You know, I got Holbrook in. This I got Holbrook in this one too. But that was a really good matchup because Chin Lee. And this is still Tuesday, yeah. This is Tuesday. Dang. There's a lot. There's five more that we got to talk about. Oh. Geez. I know, but there's a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. So Holbrook versus Chin Lee. I think Holbrook obviously takes this one. I think they not necessarily wipe the dust or wipe the floor with Chin Lee, but I think it's a 10 point, 15 point game. I think it's more than that. I give Holbrook like 20. Is it at Chinley or Holbrook? I forgot. It's at Chinley. It don't matter though. I think that I know. I think I know. I just, I think that Holbrook is in a totally different league than Chinley is. You know, no, I, I agree. I think they're going to run away with it pretty easily. No, I agree with you, but I think let's just play the what if game real quick. What if Chinley beats Holbrook? That does that mean that we were sleeping on Chinley? Probably. Well, yeah, obviously. Is it an overreaction if Chinley beats Holbrook? Does Holbrook need to no. worry? I mean, yeah. I, I think they do. If they lose to Chin Lee here, I think they need to be concerned. I think I'm going to be really depressed because I, I want Holbrook to go all the way this year. I, I love their squad. They're great, man. And they play great together. Their story, just everything. So, yeah, I think it is is a big deal. You know, if they lose to a Chin Lee, that's a game that they need to handle. I agree. Hashtag I agree. Um, okay. Next on next for tomorrow, Sholo versus Monument Valley. I thought this was a really good one because Sholo has a lot of length. I think their guard play is fairly decent. They made a pretty good run last year, even though Payson was able to, you know, mm-hmm. stop them out and go Longhorns, right? Um, but we talked about Monument Valley, and we see what Monument Valley has done to a lot of, like, you know, high to low, you know, mid-major 4A teams and even 3A teams. Mm-hmm. I like their squad this year. I got Monument Valley actually beating Sholo. I don't want to say fairly easy. I think it's a pretty – I think it's like an eight-point game. Mm-hmm. I think Monument Valley takes the dub. I, think, I like their guard play. I think it's a little bit better than Sholo. Sholo might have a little more size, but, I mean, that guard play is tough, and I think just the way they play – You think it's an eight-point game? You think it's a run, You think it's a blowout? I, I, I'm not saying it's a blowout, but I think they win by 20. Hmm. It's Monument Valley, you know. This will be the first test that Sholo has had. They opened up their season November 19th against Pinyon and then November 22nd against Chino Valley. They won both of those games by about like 30 points or so, you know. So now Monument Valley is going to have – Monument Valley is going to be a pretty big test for them. And this is the same thing for Monument Valley. You know, they opened their season against Sedona and, the, and then the Valley Sanders. And both of those they won by like 30. So pretty similar schedules. And I'll be interested to see this, but – I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little disappointed about this pick you had. I don't think this is as good of a game as you're making it seem. I'm sorry, I just like the matchup. I just think Monument Valley takes care of it. Okay, sure. You believe whatever you want, man. I um, will. It's a free country. Okay, sure. Let's get it. So for my next matchup, then I don't even know if I want to say it now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got it's uh Madison versus Leading Edge. I feel like this is actually a pretty good one. I liked it. Um, I do think Leading Edge obviously take care of Madison. But I just wanted to talk about the matchup a little bit, just because you know, Madison last year they had a lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. a lot of scoring and I'm just curious how leading edge is going to guard that but I feel like Madison's have a very hard time against leading edge in the half court I think leading edge has some dogs they do a really good job in the full court and they actually are able to defend at a high level so I'm going to go with leading edge I'm going to say by 15 this isn't a game I'm just saying the leading edge wins by like 30 30 plus okay let's see Hayden versus Miami you think that's a game oh my god you're just hating <laughs> Wow. So just so you guys I know, think Hayden takes care of Miami too. Wow. Takes care of. I think you think every game, let's bet everything, dude. Let's bet everything. I'm cool with that. I that's how confident I am right now. Okay. Let's bet. I won't we'll even talk about it then. Hayden versus Miami. That's one of my matchups that I really liked. Okay. I think Hayden takes care of business. San Carlos versus Wilcox. If you swear to God, if you hate on this match, I'm. San Carlos versus Wilcox? Yes. That's a really good. Wilcox is making some noise a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Are we on Wednesday now? No, this is Tuesday still, baby. This is Tuesday still? This is still Tuesday. Man, so San Carlos versus Wilcox. San Carlos is off to a really good start. And, so and I know they got some good players there. Uh, let's see here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is a good game. It's a good matchup. Yeah, no, this is a good matchup. I'll take that. Yeah, it's good. 
I am going to go with San Carlos against Wilcox on this one. So am I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like San Carlos. Uh, they've been playing. They've been playing. They played Morency to start off with, which I feel like Morency is pretty similar to a Wilcox squad, you know. And uh, I feel like they're going to be able to take care of their business there. Plus, it's at San Carlos High School, so it's a home game for them. Okay. You ready for Wednesday? Let's do it. It's a pretty hot one. San Carlos. Well, I mean, you've said all these are hot. Oh I, my I God. Think maybe it's a little bit hot. Are you kidding me? Okay. Hopefully, Wednesday is a little bit better for me. Maybe you'll give me some praise. Okay. San Carlos versus Alchese, the Battle of the Apaches. Okay. Yeah. That's a good See, that's ride. a fun We did it last year. Everybody tuned in for that one. That was obviously really fun. That is a good one. This one's really great because, I mean, obviously, Alchese, I think, dropped the ball in their last game. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, this kind of shows where they're at, how Alchese is going to project this season. Obviously, it's always fun when Alchese is doing great, but it's also fun when San Carlos is doing pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. I-, I like Alchese. I mean, who do you favor in this matchup? It's hard to say, man. Is I it think... at Alchese or is it at San Carlos? It is at Alchese. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I want to say it's a tight game. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a tight game. Yeah, this is, I could see this being like a five point swing. I'm going to say six. Okay, I just want to be different from you. That's a huge difference. I just want to be different from you because you're just dissing. I think it, I mean I'm looking at Alchese's home opener or their their opener at Holbrook, and they held Holbrook to 56 points. Now they they only scored 26 points, but but they held Holbrook to 56 points, which I think is pretty impressive. Holbrook usually goes off, and they have the ability to put up a ton of points. Correct. So, I mean, maybe this has a little something about their defense. And, you know, uh, you know, tonight they play against Snowflake. I'll just say it does. So that'll be a pretty decent indicator for kind of where they're at. Yeah, it was a pretty good look to see, yeah, yeah. where they're at. Yeah, um, but I'm going give, to give the edge here to San Carlos. I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about San Carlos. Okay. And I say it's like, it's like a five-point game, and I think it's kind of high scoring. Maybe it's like 65 to 70, something like that. Perfect. I like that. I'm okay with that. Moving on. Fountain Hills versus Gilbert Christian. <laughs> oh, see, that's what we're talking about here. This is good. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I got <laughs> I got in this matchup, I got Fountain Hills in this game. This is, I mean, literally, this is a rematch of what we just saw in the tournament. You know, I mean, we saw this game in the tournament, Thanksgiving tournament. We'll talk about it on Patreon. But, I mean... Gosh, Fountain Hills just took care of business there. And, and here's the thing. The the score was besides score, we'll talk about that in a second. I think that a key for Gilbert Christian in this game against Fountain Hills is they have to figure out how to slow down Keaton Ort. If they can figure out how to slow him down offensively, whether shooting the ball or attacking off the bounce, I think they're going to be in good shape. But they need to do a better job of that, you know. I don't know. Who do you have in this game? It's tough to say, man, like I said, because tournaments are totally different they as are. opposed to regular season. That's something to put into. But, you know, Fountain Hills had a really great weekend, a great week, too, overall. And then for them to come in the week three against the same team they played against, and they beat them by 11. I don't know. I'm curious what. It is at like. Gilbert Christian. It is, but so was the tournament. They played there. No, they already played. But it, it's different, like home environments, though. Well, yeah, because at the tournament, you're not gonna have a big crowd. You know, obviously it's school, so it's gonna be a school day. So I mean, like I said, so kind of ben- it could benefit Gilbert Christian. I'm curious what Coach Keener is gonna do to make some adjustments against Found mm-hmm. Hills. Like I said, because Keen Orr right now he's on a tear. He is. I think I'm curious if you take him out, what happens to the rest of Found Hills? Hmm. We know this though, because I mean, shout outs to Coach K. This was the first, he was the first person we ever had on our show. Yeah, shout out to first coach's corner, man. When first coach was corner. awesome. That shout was out our to second you, episode. Do you remember that? That's second crazy. That's crazy, huh? It's it's tough to say. I think I'm a for the safe bet, I'm gonna ride with Fountain Hills. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer. I wouldn't be surprised if Gilbert Christian does win if they make the adjustments against Ort. Mm-hmm. I just gotta see something else because I said throughout the whole tournament, I mean. I mean, but you know, Coach Bonner's going to make some adjustments. I mean, he does. Too. He does a really great job putting everybody else in great <laughs> position. But guy. I mean, like I said, though, that kid was literally on fire. He was like yeah, six three. Was. I think against. Um, he was even when he'd shoot. He was doing like he's holding his follow through. When he was back, you know, he's Catholic, I think I saw him like. It. I think I saw him like five or more against yeah, he was, Catholic. He was just on it. So I mean, like I said, so I mean, if you take him out of the game, let's see what happens. Like I said, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Fountain Hills. I think it's closer. I think it was sixty six fifty five this mm-hmm. past weekend. I'm going to say around the same range. I'm going to go to say 63, 58. Okay. I think it's going to be very tight. 
no matter what, it's going to be a really, really great game. We love this. And Fountain Hills, if you're not riding on the wings of Fountain Hills yet, you might want to hop on the train right now because it's getting a little bit late. Hop on the train or hop on that wing? <laughs> hop on the wings. Hop on the wings of a falcon. <laughs> but okay. I think this is not it's not a high scoring game okay i know i agree with you it is not a high scoring game i mean we're looking at 50s no i think we're looking at 35 to 47 or something like that. oh you're crazy no it's it's not a high scoring game i'm gonna go ahead and say 52 46 okay it's not it's not even very different i guess that's more that's you said 30s big dog you're right yeah I'm just saying it's it's just I don't know. Uh, Fountain Hills their their first game they beat ALA West Foothills and then um Shadow Mountain they played against Shadow Mountain and they beat them 68 to 33. So they're Which they're Shadow Mountain even though they're in the 4A they're a fairly low 4A now. Mm-hmm. Ever since Mike Bibby left it's been a little bit different over there though. Let's just say that. Um anyways, cool mascot though the Matador. It's pretty cool. It's kind of funny. I like that. Anyways, it's not better than any of the small ball mascots. Let's just say that. No, no. Come on. We got the Yetis and we got the freaking frogs and we got everything. So. We got a freaking phantom. The phantoms with like the little hoodie. That's yeah. That's funny, dude. It's cool. Anyways, enough about this low scoring stuff. Let's talk about some high score. We got Paige and Holbrook. Mm, and Paige is after a good start ever since, you know, they got their old head coach who mm-hmm. took them to the state championship and actually won. Sure. Coach Smith. Does having Coach Smith. Having Orlando Yazoo who's off to a really great start so far for his season, mm. do you see Paige competing with Holbrook, or does Holbrook run away with against Paige? No and yes. Mm. I see Holbrook running away with this. Man, you have Holbrook running. So you're telling me Holbrook uh, faced with all the North teams, even the Monument Valley. Hot seat question. I didn't say that. Let's I'm just talking about I'm, Paige. I'm talking about a hot seat question right now. Does Holbrook run that north? If he was if Holbrook is in the north, does Holbrook run I the north? I think our definition of run the north is different. I, when, I I'm when talking you, about running the north. When I say run the north, I mean that I think they're gonna win. And that there's not gonna be a whole lot of opposition. I think you hear that they're gonna beat everybody by 50. That's not what I mean by no, that. No, not 50, but I'm talking about 15 or more. I could see that. Okay. I think there's going to be some close games that they're going to have. I don't think it's going to be Paige, though. Oh, sure. So do you – okay, so then you have Holbrook blowing out Paige. Let's just go ahead and be honest and be very transparent. I have him winning by, like, 20. Okay, sure. I like that. I'm not mad about it. I have Holbrook winning, obviously, also, but I have them – I thought it would be a little bit closer at least. Okay. I was thinking, like, a 12-point game. It could be, yeah. I mean, you guys know how Res Bowl goes. They They all kind of rise to each other. And they play when you see a res team play against somebody else, and then you see a res team play against another res team, it's just a different level of play. They just go for it. Man. And I, I kind of remember when Chin Lee was like ranked number two or something like that in the three A, and then they played, I forgot who they played against, but they weren't even ranked in the top twenty four, and it was a four point game. Right. It's just one of those things. Moving on. So that's Wednesday. That is Wednesday. You still, still got more for Wednesday. I still got three more on Wednesday. Oh dang. Well, let's just let's go one more actually. Cause the next two are not as interesting. Let's just finish with this one for Wednesday. Bisbee versus Gregory School. I like this because Bisbee is actually to a really great start. They're a very tough team in the two-way. They're actually going to make a lot of noise in the two-way. You think so? I think so, too. No, I, I didn't oh. say I think so. I said, you think so? Oh. The Pumas. The Pumas. Yeah, they're off to a good start. You're right. Please don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> they are off to a good start. <laughs> what I'm excited about is I'm imagining that uh, Vince Edwards is back here for the Gregory School. Yes. Vince Edwards was out, and he was out during the tournament that they were recently in. Sure. So, hopefully, if he's back, I'm curious how Bisbee is going to guard the Gregory School. And if Vince Edwards is, if he's actually, not 100%, but if he's back, what kind of game are we expecting from him? Sure. You know, but I do. I'm expecting a huge one. I have Bisbee. Be- being- I have Bisbee beating the Gregory School. No, do you? I do. Call me crazy. I got the Gregory School on this one. How much? I think it's close. I think it's like a six point game. I got Bisbee by ten. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think the Gregory School is they're going to get Vince Edwards back. I think he's going to be really fired up i think it's gonna lift everybody i think they're gonna play really well it's at home i think they're gonna be busy there okay moving on to thursday odyssey versus trivium mm, i like this is i like that hayden one. maynard a new coach a new look for the what is it minotaurs for the minotaurs against 
one from what we already saw from Coach Randall mm-hmm. and the Knights, the Crimson Knights. Sorry. What do you who do you what do you think's gonna happen? I'm gonna go ahead to say, do you think Odyssey can beat Trivium? And I know this sounds crazy because it's a three A versus a two A, but what do you think? What are your thoughts on this game? Odyssey. How do you think is, Hayden Maynard does with the pressure of Trivium? I think he does good. He does well. Yeah, I think that's gonna be like the bright spot that when I think of the Minotaurs, they have they have pretty good guard play. You know what I mean? They did some pretty decent guard play. Hayden like Maynard is a year older. He was tough last year, if we're being honest. Their other guards are a little bit older. They got some new coaching. They got some swagger, a lot of confidence. I think that their strength is their guard play. So I think that against Trivium's pressure, they're going to be good. But what I want to see is when they do break that pressure, how successful can they be in the half court? You know, And that's what I was going to say. If the Minotaurs, if Odyssey can slow it down, get into their offense, and actually get some decent looks, they could probably keep it close with Trivium. Yeah. Because let's just be honest, from what we've seen from Trivium, Trivium thrives on the chaos. They thrive on those turnovers. They want it's you to force. a bunch force. of dogs. They're, they're a bunch of dogs. They're high-level defenders, and they want you to for, force those passes, and they play really well in those gaps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Odyssey, you know, Coach Maynard and them can, like, limit that. I'm kind of curious how this game kind of shakes up, but I do have Trivium winning this game. I'm gonna go ahead and say Trivium beats Odyssey by eight. I'm gonna go ahead and say like eight. But I think that eventually Trivium preps pressure and their style of play is gonna wear on Odyssey because mm. they do have some good guards, but all in all, as a whole, does their whole team have what it takes to deal with that? You know, so that'd be interesting. I'm excited to see Hayden Maynard play though. He's been balling all all summer long. He's been making a lot of noise all summer, so I'm actually kind of seeing the fruition. Okay, for the same on Thursday, St. David versus the Gregory School. Oh, that's good. That's I a like good that. one. That's a good one. I got St. David, though, on that one. Running away? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about running away. Actually, yeah, I think they're going to run away with that one a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I could see them. I could see that being 18 points, mm. something like that. And thinking about St. David, you know, we we have them ranked number two. And their first game is, I think it's Monday. Yeah, it's today uh, against Morensis and then Tombstone the 30th. So we'll just kind of see that. And then, yeah, after that, you got the Gregory School right into that. And it's at the Gregory School. That's actually their first away game. So I think that's going to be good for them. I think they're going to take care of their business there. But, again, I think it'll be really interesting to see what the Gregory School looks like with Vince Edwards because they do have some good players that are stepping up in his absence. So I like that. Okay, moving on. Last one for Thursday, North Valley versus Cicero. Now, here's my question. Do you think the the trio of Alway, Meller, and Yurkowski, you think that it is enough to knock off a North Valley early in the year, let's just say? I think it could be. Yeah, I think it definitely could be. Is this a good game or does North Valley kind of handle business? And let's just be honest. Let's be transparent. Man, we're, always, we're always transparent. We got man, you. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I feel like it could go literally either way. I think that... I think when the rubber meets the road, North Valley is going to pull away with this one. And I think it's like a like a 15-point game, maybe even more than that. It is at Cicero Prep, though, so it's on the road for North Valley. But I think they have too much North Valley does for Cicero Prep. But Cicero Prep is going to compete a lot. I think what you've been saying lately that I want to say is we're going to see what Cicero Prep is made out of. We're going to know everything we need to know about Cicero Prep when they play against North Valley. And it's actually been a pretty fun matchup. Again, I forgot who North Valley's kid is, their 6'7 kid. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, Cameron Rice. So Rice versus Yurkowski. You know, those are, you know they're both bigs. You know, mm-hmm. obviously Rice is 6'7 and Yurkowski, I believe, is 6'5. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually very curious about that as well. So think about this. Let's look at North Valley Christian for a second, right? So they opened up the season with Baghdad. They won 90 to 25. Hey, I watched a, a Baghdad game. Not bad. They have a girl coach. Oh. I think it's one of the only it's like the only girl coach in Arizona Small Ball. That we've known. That that we know of. That's actually pretty cool. Maybe we should have her on the pod. Maybe. Maybe she's listening right now. Hopefully. Tune in, subscribe, <laughs> Patreon, and less in the army. Uh, so they open up against Baghdad, November twenty eighth. They're at Salome, so that's tonight. They're at Salome. We already talked about that. We already matchup. talked about that. And then they're at Cesaro Prep, and then they play Rancho. We haven't even talked about Rancho yet. When do they play? When is Rancho's I first game? I didn't. I mean, they've already. I mean, I think they play today or tomorrow. I forgot which one it was. Monday was Horizon Honors. 
and then they play Cicero Prep on the thirtieth. Got you. So yeah. So hey. Yeah. So these so these first three games, we yeah, I get what you're saying. I get why you didn't talk about these. But then December fifth, they're at Perry. That's gonna be good. Obviously, and that's that's a PowerPoints game. That, that ain't is a tournament game. That ain't tournament, baby. That that's what they want. Anyways, let's move on to Friday. Uh-huh. Cholo versus Yuma Catholic. We finally get to see Yuma Catholic in action. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think they play obviously early in the week, but I think this was actually a really good game against for Yuma Catholic. And like you said, you've been talking about them. They've had a really great summer. They bring a lot back. They bring almost every. They bring everybody back, if I'm not mistaken. Arizona Republic didn't even have them ranked. The disrespect. That really is like honestly, dude. That's crazy to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. It just kind of popped into my head. But yeah, Yuma Catholic against Sholo, it's going to be sweet. That's actually in the Mogion tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be cool. I-, I got Yuma Catholic in this one. I got Yuma Catholic big in this one. I think 30 right around there. Okay. Yeah, Yuma Catholic's got this one. I'd be really excited to see uh, them with their big, too. At least one of their bigs who is just an athlete. I know he played football for them. Uh, he did a really good job. His name is, oh my gosh, I think they put all their roster all in the same spot because they have. Oh. They have like twenty four people on their roster. I've seen a lot of small ball teams. I see. I've seen a lot of teams just do that. I, yeah. It's annoying. Where is his name's not on here? But I I know he's playing there. So okay. Anyways, yeah, it'll be really fun to to see that, and I'm just excited to see them prove Arizona Republic wrong. Because they do play Imperial from Cam- California. Mm-hmm. Don't really know obviously nothing about them because they're from Cali. But hey, oh, I'm assuming they're gonna get the dub and you know take care of business over there. Um, Wait, you talking about Palo Ver- or Yuma Catholic? Yuma Catholic. They play they play Palo Verde Valley. Oh, my bad. California. Whoops. Yeah, no, you're good. But yeah, no, they um yeah, I'll be excited to watch them in action because they're a tough three A squad. They're one of our top five mm-hmm. in our yeah. rankings. Odyssey versus Florence. Give me Florence. Give me Florence in this one. Farley? You know Farley, dude. You know what I've learned about Florence? What have you learned about Florence? Is they got athletic guards. That's what I really I don't know what's in that water, but they got a lot of guards that can just jump out of the gym. But not even just that, like they just got like dogs. Like and they got great players over there. Florence is just like a hard-nosed, gritty program. I love it, you know. The gophers. Yeah, the gophers. They're, really, is, they're digging holes. They're, they're digging holes for the in everybody's for defense. The- you like that? I, I was going to say they're digging holes for the graves. They're about to bury all these other teams. Oh, dang. That's, that's really dark. I'm sorry. A little dark. So, no, I obviously for Florence, uh, the team, the player that we have on our watch for them on our radar is Brandon Farley. You know, I mean, the kid's tough. He can he can shoot the ball. He can attack the rim. Uh, just a great athlete. Sneaky athlete. You sneaky. Know? Yeah, he sneaky posted bounce. A, a video like uh, two weeks ago about him doing a workout with his dad. And he's just doing like drop step dunks just right from a standstill. You know, I mean, the, and it doesn't how even, tall is he? I think he's like six two, six one. He's not even tall, you know. So, but the kid's just sneaky, athletic. He's long. Really like his game a lot. So I'm looking for him to have a huge senior year, especially because of everything he's had to battle through. He's had to battle through some injuries and some different things. So it's just really cool to see him out there playing. And just competing for the Gophers. I say Florence takes care of business here. It's at Florence. Gosh, do you remember last year how Florence opened up the season against Push? Yep. Dude, that was so crazy. That was wild. Gosh, the, the, that dunk that they had Small in Small ball, I know. Dude, that was so legit. So, yeah, I love Florence. I think they're awesome. And I got them over Odyssey Institute. But here's the thing, though. Send us merch, Florence. Yeah, I would. I'd Send us your gear. Merch easily. But here's the thing, though. Odyssey Institute's going to be better than they were last year, for sure. So much better. Yeah, they last sh- year I would have said, like, well, no, they, they lose by, you know, 40 or whatever. I don't know about well, 40, but, like, they lose by a no, lot. No, it's an example. It's right, right. But, like, they lose by a lot. But here I see them competing, and they'd have a chance to win this thing. You no, know? I agree. But, Hashtag I agree. But I got Florence in this one. Okay. They're, they're tough. So good. that's a great game. That's a good one. At the PCD Classic, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to like this one. Salome versus PCD. Ooh, Your Fighting good. Frogs take on the Phoenix Country Day Eagles. I like that. I love that, actually. Do the Eagles pick up the frog and drop them off? Or do the frogs... The Eagles. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's gross. Uh, man. Why don't you give your take? Let me think about this one. I'm very interested because we know... We, I, saw, I saw a lot from PCD, obviously, in the summer... And, you know, I'm very curious to see what they have and how they've adjusted. You know, obviously they have a really great coach. They do have size against Salome. 
and this is at PCD. I think PCD beats Salome by 10. By 10? By 10. I think it's a closer game. Like I, said, I do think Salome's a very competitive team this year. Yeah. What do you got going on? What do you think? Man, I'm having a hard time with this one because I think about Salome's pressure and it could bother PCD, but PCD's size. That is the key. That if Salome is able to force a lot of turnovers against PCD, and I don't think Salome has ever beaten PCD. I don't think so. Never. Yeah. And they always go to that PCD classic. They're always at that tournament. They do. I know. Man, this is tough. It's. T- I mean, if they're able to, like I said, limit their turnovers, hit shots, generate offense in the defense, you know, you know, defense to offense, and if they're somehow able to limit. What is uh, PCD's big name again? Jerkins. Jerkins. LeQuay, right? Mm-hmm. If they're able to stop LeQuay Jerkins, I think Salome has a chance. Yeah. I'm going to go with PCD on this one. I just feel like PCD has had their number for a little bit, and I think that history tournament play. Are you a history teacher? I am a history teacher. So you think just history repeats itself? I don't think that. I don't think that history is. That's what you're saying, though, so just say it. I'm saying it for this specific scenario. You literally, you literally just said well, that. Are we talking about the overall view of history, or are we talking about this? All right, dude. You're just kind of going all over See, the place. See, now you're getting you're me in no, a history teacher mode. No, you're Sorry, literally saying no, what you said was uh-huh. you literally said PCD's had – Salome's number for quite some time now. And I mm-hmm. said, Well, history repeats itself. And you're like, Well, no, it doesn't. I'm like, Well, why are you going for PCD? So, what I'm saying is, you're agreeing with the saying of history repeats itself in this case for Salome versus PCD matchups. I got PCD in this one, but I think it's really close. And Salome's got a chance to win this thing, a big chance to win this thing. But they've got to really put some good pressure on the guards. If they can't do that, they're going to have a hard time. But if yeah. they can play the way that I know that they can, they can take care of their business. Pima versus Arizona Lutheran. Ooh, that, that's not a bad one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got Pima on that got, one though, all Pima. the way. Yeah. I think Pima takes care of Arizona Lutheran by quite a bit. I think it's a 20-plus point game. Yeah. Pima does got some size. They got a lot of size. They always got size. Everything, yeah. So I got Pima on this one. And, and I mean, thinking about Pima, this is not the first time. This is their first game of the season, December 2nd. And you know why they push it back so far? Because of football. Oh, but that's something to think about, though. Who knows if they'll have their football players back? They should. Well, but what if they give them a break or something? Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? So, And even if they do get them back, the biggest thing is December 9th, and they'll have them back for that, hopefully. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I don't know. But Pima seems like those type of kids that they're going to jump in and just be just fine. They'll they'll be just ready. Yeah, I still got Pima against ALA. Phoenix Christian versus Leading Edge Gilbert. Ooh, that's that's I'm looking at that one right now. Actually, that's not bad. I got Phoenix Christian in this one though. Running away. Running away. Ooh. At Phoenix Christian. Leading Edge is good. You said they they are really good. And you said they they I mean obviously they played a really great game against Highland Prep. Who did they? They, did. they obviously you know took care of business against ALA West Foothills and who else did they beat? Um, they beat. That's all that we have. That's all we have up, on up to this point. Here's what I'm going to say, though. After watching Phoenix Christian, watching Highland Prep, watching Leading Edge, I think Phoenix Christian is in another level right now, even then like a Highland Prep. Oh, I'm just going to say that. So I think Phoenix Christian is running away against Leading Edge, and I think they're going to compete hard, but Phoenix Christian just has way too much, man. Mm-hmm. They, they, have, they are loaded with talent. And I mean, look at how they competed in their tournaments in Thanksgiving. I mean, they just they were dominant against bigger schools. They did pretty good. They did really, really good. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with them. Okay, moving on to Saturday. Saturday, I thought you weren't going to do. Saturday. I know, but I saw a couple that. Are like, Anyways, Mogion versus Yuma Catholic. Oh, <laughs> that is. Good. It's Kaisen Owens for real. Is what we're about to find out. He is for real. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Yuma Catholic. Send us that Mogion. I know the gear. Yuma Catholic and Yuma Catholic. Send us some Yuma Catholic gear, guys, fellas. We want that gear. We do. We want to wear. It. I'm not wearing one, but I was wearing earlier today. Uh, Lincoln Prep. Hey, I was too. That's so funny. I was too. So yeah, Yuma Catholic takes care of business here against Mogion, but it's a great game for Mogion, man. I mean, shoot. This is perfect for them. I think so. the opportunity to see where they're gonna be at. I mean, if you if Mogiar can keep it close and obviously withstand and defend at a high level against Yuma Catholic, because Yuma Catholic runs 
a lot of great sets. Mm. And this is no shot clock. That's true. No That's shot true. clock. So interesting to see. Um, well, here's something else I want to say, too. We literally talked about this at the beginning of the season that for Mogollon and for some of these 1A teams, we want to see them branch out and play bigger schools. I love that this is their tournament and they are, are matching themselves up against Yuma Catholic. Like, that's great, you know? So I, I really love this. It's going to make them better. This is going to be, as I look at their schedule right now, this is probably going to be the toughest game of their season. For Mogollon, yes. For Mogollon, Yeah. Because, I mean, the next closest game that they have would be a North Valley Christian. Which, that's a great game, too. But, I mean, I think we both agree that Yuma Catholic is better than a North Valley Christian. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Who you got in that one? North Valley and Yuma? Mm-hmm. No, I... no, no. Yuma and Mogion. Oh, I have Yuma. Mm-hmm. I have Yuma, but I do want to see if Mogion can keep it close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. There's been a lot of talks about Baba Quaveri. Okay. A lot of people have been talking. You know, they obviously had a pretty decent run in the tournament. They, you know, picked up some pretty good wins. They beat a Hayden. Um, it's kind of, and obviously, it's hard to go off tournaments because you just don't know. You don't know who's got who. You just so. don't know who got who, but they said they had a really good showing. And I just kind of want to highlight them because they do play against St. Carlos on Saturday, mm-hmm. which I think is a great matchup. And it will kind of give us to know where they're going to be at this year, because this 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 kind of counts and you know, stuff like that. It's their first home game too of the season. Yeah, so I'm actually very That's curious. Interesting, right? They've they at that point Saturday they will have played one, two, three, four, five, six games, and none of those will have been at home. Crazy. That is crazy. That's unique. So we'll see how that goes for them. I like this matchup. I can't even make a prediction on this because I'm not going to make a prediction at all on this. I just wanted to kind of highlight it a little bit just because I think this would be a really fun game for these two teams and just kind of show class what what they're able to do. Uh, Last but not least, Joseph City versus Lincoln Prep. Hmm. What do you got? I got Joseph City in this one. I think that Lincoln Prep is going to compete pretty good, but it looks like from everything that we're seeing from Lincoln Prep, their young kids still have a lot to kind of settle into a little yes. bit. So I think Joseph City will will win this one. But but I think Lincoln Prep is one of those teams that when you see them at the beginning of the season and you see them at the end of the season, they're going to look like totally different teams because of the coaching. You know, so even come January. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're still learning. They're still growing and everything like that. So I agree with you. I think Joseph City goes ahead and take it. Not necessarily take care of business, but you know what I mean? I think they get the win on this one. Yeah, I give you a solid a solid B for picking games for the week. That was good. I'd give myself a solid B too. I thought it was pretty decent. Obviously, there was some that was kind of like okay, like whatever. But I was like, hey, it's kind of fun. Sure. It's like you know, just spotlight some teams. Something else that we do want to throw your way is just a reminder about our Patreon guys. If you listen to us every single week, you support what we're doing. Consider the Patreon. There's a lot of content on there. And it's really great stuff. If you're an Arizona small ball fanatic, you're going to love it. Okay. So just go ahead and check it out. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona small ball podcast. And we'll catch you guys next week.